Thank you so much for joining us today at our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in five different locations. And our goal is to help you on your spiritual journey to know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and make a difference in the lives around you. If you'd like to learn more about our Savior's Church or how to get involved, visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. I think today's message is not really a teaching. It's not really a sermon. It is something I'm going to ask you to catch it, just to catch something. It's, it's a spirit of which the house was built 20 plus years ago. It's, it's, so I, I hope you kind of lean in just a little bit more than you normally would to go, okay. And, and I want to talk about, in fact, Pastor Jacob really challenged Heidi and I 12 years ago. We're in Leeds, England at a women's conference. Now, what is Pastor Jacob and I doing at a women's conference? Escorting the women. And so we're there taking care of the girls and making sure they get to the conference and all that. And so we're there, and he, he and Michelle call Heidi and I up to their hotel room, said, yeah, just come visit with us. Just come hang out with us. So we go up. We're having tea and coffee, and we're just sitting there visiting. And Pastor Jacob, you know, it goes from friend mode to pastor mode like that. You don't even, you, you just, you just, just, I just keep the pastor hat on him because I never know when he's going to switch. I mean, we can be talking about the saints and whatever, and then he goes, man of God, let me tell you what you need to do. And you just go, okay. I thought we were talking about the saints. And, and he, looks at, he looks at Heidi and goes, woman of God, you need to write a book. You need to write a book on your story. It needs to be written. And you, man of God, you need to write a book on honor. We both go, Okay. Well, that was 12 years ago. Heidi's written two books. I still haven't penned the first word. (laughs) How many of you know she's twice as holy and obedient as I am? So when this promotion, I guess, came, or Pastor Jacob asked Heidi and I to step into this new role, this new assignment, and uh, we're very excited about it, by the way, and, and, and happy to do it. And, and, I, and he, he kind of said, now, that'll give you a little bit of margin to start writing that book. So I, I want to give you just a little preview. So I have been working on it. I just want to kind of give you a preview of the movie. Is that okay? And then when I write the book, you're, gonna, you're, you're all going to buy it, right? And then I'll take the proceeds and put them in my pocket. No, I'm teasing. Anyway, I, I, I want to give you just a little bit of a preview of it. And, and I want to see if you can catch something. Um, and I want to talk about honor. It's something that we're missing in our culture now. Civility, that we honor each other, even when we don't agree with one another, that we can still be men of honor and women of honor. We can honor up, and that's okay, and we can honor beside, those who walk beside us, and we can even honor those who are below us, that we should be honoring all the way around, putting, as John Maxwell would say, putting a 10 on everybody's forehead that we would treat everyone as honor, as a gift from God. And I'd like to talk to you just about that today. In fact, if I was giving you just a working definition, though this is not exhaustive, this is a work in progress, I want to just give you a definition of honor. That way we kind of all are kind of tracking from the same spot. To honor means to esteem and to treat another with respect because of who they are or maybe even what they've done. Honor has the sense of value, Price, quality, that which is valued as esteemed is honored. And so it's very difficult. This is not exhaustive. In fact, honor is a lot better to understand it when you see it 
than it is when, when you just teach about it. So I wanted us to go see honor in action, if we could today, to see what it really looks like. Because the truth is, you'll see honor all the way from Genesis to the book of Revelation. And so I want to take you to an Old Testament story, and I think one of my favorite girls, any girls in the house? Yeah. If y'all talk back to me, I'll preach a lot faster and better. Okay. Do we have any girls in the house? Oh, yeah. We do. So she's our hero today. And I want to take, in fact, the scripture doesn't even tell us what her name is. She's just, she's a Shunammite, which means she's from Shunem, which Shunem is not a place that most people really, it's not a destination stop. It's a, it's a, it's a place that you stop on the road when you need a Red Bull and some boudin. It's kind of like Opelousas, in fact. I mean, how many of y'all know Opelousas is not on your destinations? Uh, Chris and Michelle just got back from, where'd y'all get back from? Arizona, where at? Phoenix, Phoenix Arizona. Y'all were on vacation? Just y'all two together? Y'all left them five kids? So y'all were on a love fest. I'm sure Chris and Michelle didn't go, baby, do you want to go to Phoenix or how about Opelousas? I'm sure it didn't even cross their mind. So that's Opelousas for you, right? That's where she lives. She lives in a drive-through town. And so we pick up the story in 2 Kings chapter 4. One day, Elisha went to the town of Shunem. A wealthy woman lived there, and she urged him to come to her home for a meal. Now, I trained Opelousas campus when it's in yellow, and I pause, you say it out loud. So let's practice one time. She urged him to come to her home for a meal. Oh, y'all are so much better than those other two, two meetings we had earlier today. And after that, whenever he passed that way, he, he'd stop. So here's what we can know about this story. First of all, sister can cook. That's what we know. When we don't know what it is, but we can probably guess, my guess, it's, it's probably gumbo. It's either gumbo or etouffee. It's one of the two. We do know that Elisha is a prophet. He is walking through this town on an assignment. He's going somewhere else. This is not the destination. It's just a pass-through place. And she is going to go and want him to come and visit her. And so she is going to bring something to him, not ask for something from him. And when we start talking about honor, I want you to see honor in action. Pastor Jim comes to town. Y'all know who Pastor Jim is? He's Pastor Jacob's pastor. He has a prophetic ministry. God uses him that way. He will have words for people. He will have a word from the Lord for people. I have been with him in restaurants and Talk to the waitress. I have a word for you. I've asked him, how do you get those? And he says, well, I, the discipline's not to get a word. The discipline's not to say it. And I went, I ain't there yet. <laughs> and so he, he, God just uses it. It's just a gift. And so how many of you would like for Pastor Jim, next time he's in town, to give you a word? Can I just see your hand? Right, because you, you know what happens in Opelousas when they know he's coming? They start texting me. I, you, you know, Pastor, you, I really need a word. I heard Pastor Jim was coming into town. 
And I said, oh, you want something from him. Watch what the woman does. She doesn't want something from him. She's got something for him. Here's what I want you to see, because in this story, you can equate Elisha with God and her with you. Let me ask you the question. Did you want something from God today, or did you bring something for God today? She's going to honor him by having something for him. Here's the first principle of honor. Honor, honor, whatever you honor, you'll always attract it towards you. All of us are attracted to honor. I got a phone call one time from a lady that wanted to uh, have a meeting in Opelousas, and she said, I want to have this meeting in Opelousas, and I'd like for you to be there. I said, let me check my schedule. I'm so sorry. I'm not going to be able to make it. And she says, oh, but we're honoring you as the best pastor in St. Landry Parish. I said, oh, you know what? I can move some stuff around. I had a busy day one day. I mean, I, we pastor people. Phone off 911 crisis. Man, just a day from morning all the way till night. I didn't get home till about six o'clock at night. Just crazy day. I'm pulling to the house. God, he's going, you look terrible. I go, just a crazy day. Devil is working overtime. And finally, get everything taken care of. Finally, sit down. Let me watch the game for a second. And I get a phone call. It's one of you. I know, because it's got your name written right there on the phone. And I went, oh, no. We've dealt with you before. And you wasn't listening to God then. What makes me think you're going to listen to God now? I know it's a crisis. And I'm going, I don't have time for this. All right. I am a pastor. I'm supposed to do this. Pastor Chris would have already answered. Hey, man of God, what's up? Pastor, are you home? What do you mean by that? (laughs) Yes, I'm home. I I, got to come see you right now. I I said, bro, seriously, we can talk on the phone. What's going on? No, I just need to stop by. I need five minutes. Y'all lie to us. (laughs) You need five minutes? I need five minutes. I promise you, I just need five minutes, five minutes. And then he says the magic word. I've got something for you. Oh, yeah, bro, I'm home. Let me open the gate. I'll make sure. Come on in. Yeah, five minutes. Okay, you got it. How many of you, I'll give you five minutes. You got something for me? Come on in. Whatever you honor, you you attract. Here comes the prophet coming through town. Here comes a woman saying, you don't have to stop and get a Red Bull and Boudin. I've cooked a meal for you. Would you please come to my house? That's called honor. She's going to honor them. She has something for them. And so he's going to come. He's going, there's going to be an invitation. It's going to bring about a visitation. And uh, by the way, I would tell you that you'll never have what you don't honor. You'll never have what you don't honor. And so she's going to, she's going to invite him. They're going to stop. And now from now on, the scripture says now from now on, they would stop there every time they were going through. He'd have Gehazi text on ahead. Hey, we coming through. Can we see you? And we get down to verse number nine. And she said to her husband, I'm sure this man who stops in from time to time is a holy man of God. 
Let's build a small room for him on the roof and let's furnish it. And a table with a bed, a table, a chair, and a lamp. And there he will have a place, a place to stay. So all of a sudden, she's taking it to the next level. This honor was started at a meal. Now it's going to, no, now let's create a place. Let's go from visitation to habitation. Let's go from just showing up to church on Sunday to lift our hands to the Lord and then walk out and then live the same way Monday through Saturday and wait just to the next weekend to come. Why don't we just take Jesus with us wherever we go? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. She's going to create room for him. Now, we sang the song this morning, didn't we? I forget how, how it goes. Uh, I will make room for you to do whatever you want to, whatever you want to. I will make for you. Here's how we really want to sing it. I will make room for you to do whatever I want to, to do. <laughs> Let's keep it real up here, OSC. Do whatever. She's going to take it to the next level. She's going to create a space so that when he comes by, he's no longer going to visit. Now he's going to stay. He's going to have a place of abit. The, 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 it just went up. I don't know if any of y'all have ever remodeled anything. Have you ever remodeled your house? We, we remodeled our home here when we lived in Lafayette. Heidi talked me into it. She said, we, we, need, we need more room. We just, we need to take this wall out and then we can add to the living room. And so we had the builder come over. He was at the last service and he gave me a price. And I said, that's a good price. And I said, I agree to that price. And I told Heidi, this is the price. This is what we're going to do. Don't go any more than that. This is what we're going to do. And then she got one of her friends who's an interior designer, the devil, that's where the money is. Any interior designers, in here, y'all are Jesus. I'm teasing. Y'all are angels. But she got one, and the interior designer comes in and goes, oh, this is going to be perfect. It's going to be perfect. Turns the small down. You know, there's a problem, though. See, that the flooring, the new flooring is not going to match the old flooring, and it should match. And then she's talking to Heidi, and Heidi's going, you're right. It should match. How much is that going to cost? And she said, well, it doesn't matter. You can't have a new floor with this. Yeah, then Heidi does that to me. It doesn't matter what it costs. We can't. And then the new wall color, even though it matches the same color that was painted four years ago and this was painted now, even that doesn't match. So then you... And then she comes back and goes, and we're really going to need kitchen countertops. I go, no woman, stop right there. Get behind me, Satan. No. Over. I mean, she's up in the ante now. She's going to remodel a place. Honor always costs you something. It costs you. She's honoring. She's creating this place, this place for him to come. And now it started with a gumbo. He'd stop by every time he'd text ahead, etouffee, fried chicken, boudin. It's crawfish season. He keeps stopping, and she goes, no, no, this is a man of God. She's never asked for anything from him. 
She just honored him. Now watch. Then we get to verse 11. One day Elisha returned to shoot him. Oh yeah, he did. And he went up to his upper room to rest. And he asked the servant Gehazi, tell the woman from Shunem, I want to speak to her. And when she appeared, Elisha said to Gehazi, tell her, we appreciate. What is it really? The honor. We so appreciate the honor that you have shown us. What can we do? Let me ask you this question. When was the last time you heard God ask you, what can I do for you? Now, here's what I want you to know about our Heavenly Father. He is a debtor to no man. If you honor him, and I'm going to show you how in a moment, when you honor him, he's always going to turn around and honor you back. You're never going to outgive him. You're never going to out honor him. You're never going to outthink. You're never going, whatever you give, the fact that it falls under the biblical principle, whatever you sow, you shall also. We're talking about honor. And so they go, what can we do? It falls under that principle. Whatever you sow, it reap. And, and I would say to you, because I know, listen to some of you, well, I've honored some in some relationships, but it didn't return to me. Everybody look at me. I'll tell you how the kingdom works. The kingdom doesn't work sow in one field and you reap in that field. That's not how the kingdom works. The kingdom works this way. You sow in one field and you end up reaping in another field. And I can prove it. Heidi and I worked in the inner city of Houston, Texas for five years and saw nothing. Nothing. One time an old preacher man came up to me. If I said his name, some of you would know him. Just a kind man. Let me preach at his church, gave me the largest offering I've ever received. And he called one day, I'm not, I'm not, I don't know how to act religious. I cuss a little bit, so I, I keep me from religion. <laughs> Only words that are in the Bible. Y'all quit acting like you're all that holy. <laughs> and he comes and asks me, he goes, how are you doing? And I can't lie. I was like, honestly, I'm discouraged. It's terrible. We're, nothing's happening. And he looked at me and said, son, you just keep planting your seeds. One day you'll reap. But let me tell you how the kingdom works. You plant in one field, but you reap in another. Make sure you keep planting. Even if you don't see anything, keep planting, because you'll end up reaping in another. Hey, wait, 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 don't clap yet. <laughs> Fast forward. Now we're in Opelousas. And we're seeing everything that we were dreaming and seeding for in Houston. We're watching it happen in Opelousas, and we're not doing anything to see it happen. God's doing the work, and you're going, this is what we talked about then. And now we're seeing it now. Are y'all tracking with me? Now you can give, now you can clap. You plan in one, reap in another. Plan in one, reap in another. Watch this. Later, they ask her, what can we do for you? Can we put in a good word for you to the king or to the commander of the army? Later, Elisha asked Gehazi. No, and she, she replied, I love this. No, no, my, my family takes good care of me. Let me translate. All my needs are met. All my needs are met. That's pretty true. 
all her needs are met. And then watch, go down to verse 14. Later, Elisha asked Gehazi, what can we do for her? Now they're even thinking, okay, she said all of her needs are met, but no, no, we got to be able to do something for her. What can we do for her? Gehazi replied, well, uh, she doesn't have a son, and her husband is an old man. Call her back in again here. And Elisha told him when the woman returned, Elisha said to her as she stood in the doorway, next year at this time, you will be holding a son in your arms. No, Lord, my cried. She cried, oh, man of God, don't deceive me and get my hopes up like that. Look at me. Needs, desire. All her needs are met. But yet she had this desire in her heart that she was even unwilling to open it up out of her mouth. Has that ever happened to you? That you're afraid to even ask God for it. Something supernatural happened to me the other day. Y'all got a moment? Heidi and I moved to Goyo. Yeah. Y'all don't know where Goyo is? We ain't telling you. That's why we moved there. You know where Goyo is. We moved to Goyo. We bought a little plot of land. We, we've always wanted to live in the country. I mean, don't I look like a cowboy? And we always want, she, she wanted to do it. I wanted to do it. I said, well, let's build our, the church. Once the church is built in Opelousas, a small town, small town, you know, if pastor moves out of Opelousas and, you know, they get, they get weird, you know, like, where's, where's he moving? Let's build God's house first and then we'll look for our place. By the way, that is a principle. Let's build God's house and he'll take care of your house. Let's build God's house and he'll take care of your house. Some of you businessmen, women need to hear this. Take care of God's house. He'll take care of your house. And so we're, we, we build the church, and so we go looking, and we find this, this, this land, this land. It's like, it's got a little bitty, little bitty farmhouse on it. Not, I live in 980 square feet. Some of you got a garage bigger than that. Some of you got a man cave bigger than that. And so we live there. It's on a little hill, Coto Ridge, beautiful vista. We said, this is it. This is it. And so there's some land there, and I went, so I'm, I'm walking in prayer. I'm just giving God praise and thanks, and... I hear the Lord say, what can I do for you? What can I do? What can you do for me? What can you do for me? See, Heidi's good. I mean, she, she loves you. She's good. She loves me. That's cool. I'm, I'm, my needs are met there. My kids are good. No complaint. They love Jesus. They, they honor us pretty much, 75% of the time. Uh, this just came out of my mouth. I want a tractor. It just came out. I, it wasn't like I thought about it. It's just like, I want a tractor. It's like, I came in. I must have been glowing like Moses because Heidi's going, what is wrong with you? I said, I just asked God for a tractor. She's like, really? Why? I said, I don't know. It just came out of my mouth. I just said, Lord, I want a tractor. 
What is kind of tractor? I said, I don't know, but it has to be green. I want a green one. And she goes, really? And I go, yeah, and I want it with, I want it with air. I want a cab. I want it with air. I want a tractor with cab and air and a thing behind it to cut the grass. That's what I want. So I whispered to a John Deere guy at our Opelousas campus two years go by, and he called me. He goes, I found your tractor. And I just want to show you all a picture because I'm so excited about what the Lord has done. Okay, now there's a, it's used, so it's new to me, but it's used. But I want you to notice the N is missing. It doesn't say John Deere, it says Joe Deere. <laughs> so if y'all are wondering, Pastor Eugene has a Joe Deere tractor. <laughs> the only Joe Deere tractor that I know of in Jesus' name. Can you just give God praise on my behalf? Thank you! So I get on my tractor. And I talked to Jesus about you. Like, sick him, Jesus. You know, no, I'm teasing. <laughs> Look at me. If you'll honor him, he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you just honor him. I'm going to tell you how in just a moment. What can we do for her? She doesn't have a son. Her husband's an old man. Call her back by this time next. Don't mess with me. This started with a gumbo. He's coming through. I want to do something for him. I want to honor him. Gumbo. Etouffee. Boudin. I want to do more for him. I, I, I want to create room. I don't want him just to stay by. I want him to stay with me. I want him to stay in our household. And that's a good husband. Good husband says, how much you going to cost? All right, let's do it. Good husband. Build it. Now he's visiting. Now the tables are turning because God is a debtor to no man. You won't out honor him because he'll turn right back around and say, no, 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 I'm going to honor you. What is it that you need? I don't need anything. Okay, let's forget the needs. What's the desire? I want to. I want a son. And of course, we, those who've read the Bible before knows what's going to happen. She's, sure enough, the woman soon became pregnant. And at that same time, the falling, she has a son just as Elisha had said. Now, let me fast forward it real quick. That boy's going to grow up. He's going to become just a, a boy. He's going to go out work in his field with his daddy on their job, their tractor. And while he's out there, the boy's going to get a headache, and then they're going to send, he's going to say, go, go, why don't you go, go back to see your mama? And he goes back to see his mama, just like a good Cajun mama. He comes in, mama, my head hurts. She said, come here, Shaq, come here. Lay your head down here. And she begins to rub him. The scripture says, he dies. Sister gets up, takes that boy, doesn't put him in her bed, doesn't put him in his bed, Carries him up those stairs and lays him in Elisha's bed. Scripture says she gets on a horse, travels 20 miles a day's journey to find Elisha. She finds him. She goes to Elisha and says, Elisha, the boy that you promised me has died. I need you to come back and we need to pray for him. 
I need you to come back with me. He says, I'm busy right now. See, I got a ministry going on here. I got a meeting tonight. This is my version. We got a meeting tonight. Can't do it. Gehazi, take my staff. Here, take my staff and go back and lay this on the boy. And mama says, no, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. You're coming back with me. He ends up going back. No, so you can only ask to the level of your honor. He had honored, she had honored enough that she can say, no, no, you ain't sending your boy. I need you. And he would go, this woman has honored me so much that I will answer this request. Okay, let me look right here. Is it possible that the reason why some of our prayers seem to fall is because we're asking beyond the level of the honor in which we've showed God? Just a question. I don't know. Some of you theologians might figure it out. But is it to go, you've met people who've asked beyond the honorable relationship between you. You know, your third cousin that you ain't seen in 12 years or called you and they call you and say, hey, man, I'm a little bit short. I'm short $500. Can you help a brother out? We cousins, right? And you go, what is that feeling that you feel? You're feeling, wait a minute, we don't have the relationship, the honor between us that you can even ask that request. But you've met somebody on the other end of it, haven't you? Where they called you and said, I'm so sorry to ask you this, but we're $500 short this month. We're going to get paid next week. I'll pay you right back. And you would say, no, 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 no. I'm going to send you $500, and you're not going to pay me back. It's not a loan. It's a gift, because if it was on the other side, you'd do the same thing for me. You're my friend. You're my part. I honor you. Absol- Are y'all tracking with me this morning? Go watch. The more you honor, the more you can ask. Now it goes, okay, now, okay, now how do you do it? Okay, you're not going to believe how simple it is. Let me give you, St. Nick is going to come help me. That's his new church name, St. Nick, the keyboard player. Let, let me give you four quick thoughts. You go, Pastor, you, how do I instill honor? I, I'll help you with your marriage right now. I, cancel your counseling appointment. You're where you're at because you stopped honoring. You used to honor each other, and you stopped you used to clean that car up. You'd call her, would you like to go on a date with me? And she said yes, and you couldn't believe it. And you said, I'll pick you up. And then you went straight out and you washed that car. You armor all them seats. Remember when you'd get in on that vinyl? It wasn't leather, it was like pleather. And, and you, you'd slide out from the armor on. You'd get in there and go, ooh, this, ooh, this is nice. And you get out and you put one of those smell good. You went and bought it just for this date, a smell good thing for your car hanging from your, that thing, that mirror. 
You'd hang it there. Smelled like a pine forest up in there. And you'd turn on the music to the right channel. Not country, not rock, not too hard, not too loud. Just the right little, little jazzy something. And then you'd pick her up. Then you'd open up the door for her and you'd escort her in. She'd slide down. You'd slide her back up. And then you'd run to your side. You'd slide in. And you'd slide back up. And you'd go, I'm so excited to be with you. Where do you want to go? You name the place. It didn't matter. And she'd name it. And you go, oh, that's good. I love that. You are already, you are already filled with her beauty. Didn't matter where you ate. I think about today. You're going to get in a car today. And you'll go, I'm hungry. Me too. Where do you want to go? I hate that place. Well, why did you ask? I said I'd never go there again. Quit asking me what I want. What do you care? I don't know. Somebody just went, he's been in the car with us. He stopped honoring. The more you honor, the more I honor Heidi, I can walk in there and go, baby, Pastor Jacob wants to take me and some guys hunting uh, in Arkansas for three days. You cool with that? Oh, yeah. Really, she's ready. She's sick of me. That's why she's glad I got a tractor. She's like, don't you need to mow something? That's her new thing now. She goes, that means I'm in her space. We don't have any kids at home anymore. Just me, her, and my big John Deere tractor. You come over to my house, I'll give you a ride on my big green tractor. We can make it slower, we can make it go faster. We can go over the hill or down through the pasture. You just come, I'll give you a ride on my big green tractor. Did I tell y'all I got a tractor? Let me give you, let me, let me. This is too simple. You're gonna go, no, this is, this is more complicated. No, it's not! Simple. Be a man. If William was here, I, I, I've said this all the service. I said, if I'm on my deathbed and William's there going, Dad, just what do you want me to do? How, how do I go without you? I, I'd say these four things. I'd say, William, you got to be a man of prayer. You got to talk to God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An hour a day? No, no, just, just talk to God. Every day, all day. Just. I, I grew up, you got to do an hour a day, keeps the devil away. Well, I was discouraged most of the time because about 15 minutes in, I'm like going, I believe I blessed everybody I know. And I just went, you know what? And, and I needed that. I needed the discipline of it. But to go, you know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to continually talk to God every day. I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to talk to God first. I'm going to kiss Heidi, we're going to have some coffee. I'm going to get my truck, talk to God. I'm going to go to a meeting, talk to God. After the meeting, I'm going to talk to God. I'm going to say, how's that? Anything I need to add? I'm just going to talk to God. I'm going to get for my next meeting. I'm going to say, Lord, just, just give me wisdom. I want to lead your people well. Is there anything on your heart, Lord? I just want to talk to you. I get my big green tractor. I talk to God. Put on my headphones. I worship Jesus. Just love him. Just want him. Just be a man of prayer. Because when you're praying, you're honoring him. My son William's growing up. He's about to get married. It's a miracle, y'all. It's a sign and a wonder. There is a woman out there that loves him. It's a miracle. But he's growing up, right? Now he's calling me all the time. Dad, okay, 
Tell me about interest rates. What does that mean? Okay, dad. Okay, I, 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 closing. What I got to do? Okay, dad. What about this? Dad. dad well, I need to get a lawnmower. What kind of lawnmower do I need? Dad. What about a weed eater? What, what kind of weed eater do you have? Well, dad. Dad. What, about, what kind of tractor do I have? Green one. John Deere. Okay. What? 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 Dad. I'm going to get married. And what about sex? Talk to your pastor. I am not your pastor. I am your father. You, I'm honored by that. You honor your father. Honor the father. Pray. Should I buy a big green tractor, God? Is this the big green tractor? I just want, I just want to do what you want me to do. Let me give you number two. Praise him. Gratitude and thanksgiving. We've lost gratitude. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The old days we say, count your blessings. Name them one by one. Count your many blessings. See what God has done. Just thank him. Thank him. Thank him. This graduation season. That means at the Reisner residence, every high school and college graduate that I know, and I know we know a lot of them, send me an invitation to their graduation. Let me translate. Send me money. That's what it means. I know the card says, we cordially invite you to attend the commencement services of so-and-so, so-and-so. It's a lie. It's a lie. They do not care if I'm there or not. They just want some money. And then we always send. We always write. So I'm $500 short. So see me after service. No, I'm kidding. And so we always write a nice check. We send it. And then Heidi says this every time. Every year, same thing. We're going to see who's got good parents. And I always go, what do you mean? Because they should be writing thank you notes. And then, of course, we go check the mail. There's... Thank you from the Smiths. Smiths, those are good parents. But we haven't got anything from the Joneses yet. And then the Joneses come. Okay, Joneses, good parents, good parents. But we haven't got anything from the Boudreaux or the Thibodeaux. Gratitude is a small price to pay for the blessings of God. Gratitude puts your heart in the right position and place. Gratitude, I've heard, is the, the shortest-lived emotion. Because once you say thank you, you check the box. Done. I wrote the letter. Thank you. Thank you. That's why we get up every day and go, Lord, thank you. Thank you. And it brings honor to God. In fact, the scripture tells us, it says, I, I love this, it says, you, but you who are holy, you who inhabit the praises of his people. Let me translate that. When you pray, you knock on heaven's door, but when you praise, heaven comes and knocks on yours. Let me give you number three, really quickly. Quickly. Y'all are going to get the best one. Y'all got five minutes? Okay, good. Here we go. Number three. Pay. William, don't forget to honor the Lord with your wealth. We miss it. Pay your tithes. We miss it. Thank you for your generosity. No, no, we miss it. It has nothing to do with pay and generous. It has to do with the way to honor God. Let me show you what Proverbs says. You were in the 
Summer of Wisdom. <laughs> Glorify God with all honoring Him with your very. It's a way to honor God. Thank you. Pray. Praise. Honor Him with your wealth. And then, I love this, we get down to number four, and I promise you I'm going to finish because I'm going to give you all the best. This is better than the other services I got. And then number four, obey. Just do whatever the Bible and the Holy Spirit tells you to do. It's really not complicated. Just obey. This would be a great story, huh? Baby lives. Elisha comes back. Baby lives. Everybody happy. But it's not the end of the honor story. Remember, this started with a gumbo. 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 1 through 6. Elisha had told the woman whose son he had brought back to life, take your family and move to some other place, for the Lord has called for a famine on Israel that will last for seven years. So the the woman did as the man of God instructed. She took her family and she settled in the land of the Philistines for seven years. Let me give you the principle. When you give God access, he will give you access. He's now warning her of a famine that's coming and getting her out before it hits, simply because she created room for God. She gave God access, and now God is going to give her access. Look at me right here. We are walking into, and you're going, it's all going to get back to normal. Look at me right here. It's going to get worse. I'm not saying that to bring fear to you. I'm not saying that to scare you. I'm only saying that to prepare you. But the same God, if I'll give God access, then he is able to come and give me access that I can still be a well-watered garden in a sun-scorched land. I can still be the light in the darkness. Are y'all receiving that? It gets better. But just started with a gumbo. And after the famine ended, she returned from the land of the Philistines and she went to see the king about getting back her house and land. In Israel, in, in those days, if you were, if a place was abandoned, then the government got to take over for a certain amount of time, and it was past that time. And so the government had taken over her property. And as she came in, as she's walking in to see the king, the king was there talking with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God. The king had just said, tell me some stories about the great things Elisha has done. And Gehazi was telling the king about the time Elisha had brought back a boy to life. At that very moment, the mother of the boy walked in to make her appeal to the king about her house and land. Look, my lord the king, Gehazi exclaimed, here is the woman now and this is her son the very one Elisha had brought back to life. Don't clap yet. Is this true? The king asked her. 
and she told him the story. So he directed one of his officials to see that. Say it with me. Everything she had lost be restored to her, including the value of any crops. Access, seven years, land taken over, crops continue to grow, they continue to produce. She's away, she comes back, and while she was back away, the land kept producing on her behalf, like a savings account just for her. And you go, unbelievable, look at me. It all started with a gumbo on her. I can't wait to see the end of your story. The end of your story that began with your pot of gumbo. It's called honor. He is a debtor to no man. He's a debtor to no woman. And if you'll honor him, he'll honor you. Lord, may we receive the spirit of this word. It's needed now more than ever. And may this be a house of honor. Father, we know that, Father, when we honor you, we'll stand out like a light in darkness. And I pray, Father, that this house would be the house of honor. Honor you. We honor one another. We honor those that are like us. We honor those that are different than us. We just honor and I pray your blessing would be there. Father, we ask it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen.